0: Welcome to The Rutledge Perspective. I'm your host, Laurel Rutledge, and this show is where we talk about things that are top of mind as you navigate your career or build your business. The plan is to get you out of your rut or talk you back off that ledge with insights and perspectives on the daily grind. Here we speak the truth. Here we challenge ideas. Here we give ourselves grace. And along the way, we also have a little fun. Welcome to The Village. Welcome everyone to this week's episode of the Rutledge Perspective. I can't wait for you to meet my next guest. Um, I had a great opportunity to meet her and work with her and I'll tell you how that came about in a minute but I'm going to introduce you to Tiffany Williams and Tiffany is the CEO and creative director of Twice Media Productions LLC which is a full-service commercial video technology company and it's based here in Houston, Texas. Um, She actually started this business right out of graduate school, which is just incredible, in 2012. And she's also been a multimedia instructor and an adjunct professor. In 2020, she was also named National Supplier of the Year by the National Minority Supplier Development Council. And she has also been honored with Women Who Mean Business, Woman to Watch Award by the Houston Business Journal. Tiffany Thank you so much for being on The Rutledge Perspective.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here.
0: Yeah, this is going to be this is going to be so great. And I and as we get started, you know, all of my my people that are listening or the people that are watching the video. I actually had been trying to decide and look for a place to do some production days. And I happened to see Tiffany recommended on LinkedIn. And I don't think I even told you that, Tiffany. I happened to see you (laughs) on LinkedIn. I'm like, I've been looking for that, see? So I'm telling you guys, if you're gonna have your stuff updated on LinkedIn, you need to get your stuff on LinkedIn because you never know when people are looking for you. So um, that's where I met Tiffany. And so what I'd like to start with Tiffany is this, this move, you know, what you're doing now and having started right out of grad school, talk a little bit about what you're doing now, and in particular, this um, capital fund that you guys have started. Um, and, and then I want to take people back to the journey, but I want them to really know kind of where you are and what you're doing.
1: Absolutely. So. Uh, Twice Media Productions is my company that we, you and I met through um, outside that business for almost uh, nine years now. And so with that company, we do video marketing, Uh, virtual reality and 360 video uh, booth experiences. We do photography and we do mobile video training. And that's where we teach companies how to shoot and edit professional looking video from their mobile devices. And uh, we work primarily with corporations, large scale nonprofits and government agencies doing that. And essentially we just help them communicate their message through the power of video storytelling using different types of video technology. And then on the other side of that, when I wear my, my other hat, it is a fund <laughs> manager through Diversity Fund Houston. And with that company, we invest primarily in black and brown technology founders who are looking for early stage capital to fund their startups. And I have two co-founders with that business we launched last year, and that really stemmed from us volunteering and mentoring entrepreneurs through the urban leagues excuse me the Houston area urban leagues Mm -hmm. small business development university and really seeing that the entrepreneurs coming through that program had just as much drive just as much work ethic just as much
0: um,
1: ambition great ideas and everything but they just lacked access to the capital and so we decided that we wanted to combat that issue and really provide opportunities for funding for entrepreneurs to solve problems in their communities that are unique to them and so that's where dfh came in and so those are the two businesses that i juggle currently
0: I love that, and, and that whole idea of seeing a problem and bringing a solution, right? And sometimes we just see it. In fact, I was talking about that this morning with some people. We see it, and we complain, and we, we're really great at identifying the issue, but then we stop before the solution. <laughs> so, so I love that you guys just dug in and, and, and did that solution. So if you think about kind of where you are now and actually running two businesses, Tell us a little bit about that journey. Like you went, you you got your education, then you went to grad school and then you just started a business. So how, how did that work for you?
1: Well, uh, it's been an interesting journey to say the least. So mm-hmm. um, when I got my undergraduate degree in English, I was hoping to be a novelist and wanting mm-hmm. to uh, get an MFA in creative writing. So that was kind of my thing. That's what I wanted to right. do. And then while in undergrad, I got introduced to journalism and then through journalism, got introduced to video production. And I really Mm -hmm. saw that as a way, uh, just a a different medium through which I could Mm -hmm. tell stories. And so I Mm -hmm. fell in love with it and decided to, instead of getting an MFA, to get an MA in journalism Mm -hmm. and documentary filmmaking. So I did that. um, And then suddenly, while in graduate school, I lost Mm -hmm. my dad Mm -hmm. and that completely turned my world upside down because he and I were very close. And I just decided I I didn't want to go work for a newsroom for the rest of my life that I wanted to Mm -hmm. follow in his entrepreneurial footsteps Mm -hmm. and start my own thing. And so with no business experience, other than what I kind of learned through working through his different businesses throughout the years, and no real job experience. I was freelancing as a multimedia journalist throughout undergrad and grad school. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, with very few contacts in the city of Houston, I just decided to go for it. So, uh, I moved here and, uh, you know, my family was like, well, we don't know if that's the greatest <laughs> idea, you know, without a job, you know, that security. And I was like, oh, yeah. no, no, I'll figure, I'll figure it out. And so being very naive, <laughs> yeah. I, um, I packed my bags and came here and opened up Twice Media the day that I moved here. And wow. we've been just kind of going and figuring it out <laughs> ever since. So that's yeah. kind of how the journey started and what prompted me To just really take that leap, and I actually dedicated the business to my dad by naming it Twice Media. So the Mm -hmm. the T and the W are my initials T, Mm -hmm. or excuse me, Tiffany Williams, Mm -hmm. and the Ice comes from his stage name. He owned an entertainment company and operated under the name DJ Ice. So that's Twice Media.
0: I love that. I love that. Well, and you know what's what's great about that story is, you know, we all have this idea because I wanted to be a psychology. You know, that's what I wanted. I wanted to be a psychologist and get my PhD. And my dad was like, babe, I love you, but you got to get a job, right? (laughs) When you get out. And that, that willingness to just listen to what happens, right? As you went along and you have this plan, but that ability to be flexible. And so maybe dig a little bit deeper into that. Hey, this is what I wanted, but then this other stuff happened. And so I decided to just do that. Talk a little bit more about what made you say it was okay to not go with the thing that I told everybody I was going to do.
1: Well, for me, so I'm a first-generation college student, and Mm -hmm. so I never was pressured into doing any one thing. I just knew as a a child growing up, I just always loved writing. I loved reading. Mm -hmm. I loved writing. My mom read to us every night. My sister was an Mm -hmm. avid reader. My mom was an avid reader, and so... Mm -hmm. I was just always kind of in that space and that's what Mm -hmm. I enjoy doing. And so naturally I thought, okay, well, I'm supposed to, you know, go get a degree in what I like to do. And I didn't know anything. I didn't have any concept of money like, Oh, you should do this particular job Mm -hmm. to get a great salary. I just knew I enjoyed what I I was doing and it just made sense. And I didn't really Mm -hmm. have a lot of guidance. I had a lot of support. My family was very supportive, but Mm -hmm. I didn't necessarily have a lot of guidance as to choosing a particular career path. Mm -hmm. So for me, the decision was pretty easy because I didn't have any external pressure saying this is what you're supposed to do. I just knew that I liked writing, I liked Mm -hmm. storytelling, and then video was just another medium, as I was saying, through which I could tell stories. So to me, it was a natural, natural transition.
0: I love that because sometimes, you know, we do that idea of support versus guidance, right? And, and even as I just did a career thing with some people, it's like, you know, sometimes we have guidance counselors. We have people who tell us what we should do or, or worse, what you shouldn't do, or you can't do, or you're not capable of, right? And so it sounds like actually from your experience, and I want people to really listen to this, sometimes not knowing and not getting specific guidance is actually the blessing as opposed to somebody telling you where you should go based on what they know, because that opened up a whole world for you that you may not have considered if somebody else had told you what you should do.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. I do think it takes a certain level of self-motivation though. I I was very self-motivated and so Mm -hmm. I was able to, kind of take control of my own destiny by making those decisions and and knowing that I wanted Mm -hmm. to be successful and I would do whatever I needed to 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 make that happen. So like having a conversation with my my granny and her saying, Mm -hmm. well maybe you could get a job, I said, look, if I don't make it, I will go get a job wherever. I don't care. It's not beneath me. I just know Mm -hmm. that I don't want to have to work for somebody else because what I found with the with the sudden passing of my dad was that Mm -hmm. Tomorrow is not promised. And even though I love journalism, still love um, journalism, I just Mm -hmm. knew that that wasn't for me. I needed to do something on my own. I needed to pay homage to my dad. I needed to make him Mm -hmm. proud. And that's just kind of what I decided. But I do think that having that self-motivation and being able to take risks and the Mm -hmm. being naive. I mean, that played a big role. Had I known how hard it was
0: going to be to (laughs) write,
1: grow and scale a business and all the other things that come with entrepreneurship, I Mm -hmm. probably wouldn't have done it. And even like speaking to some of my friends who are in corporate America, I mean, they have Mm -hmm. their own set of issues in that space, but the whole idea of a paycheck every two weeks and all these Ooh. great health benefits. All, you know, yes. I've, I've never known that life. I've literally had right. to go after everything I've um ever, I've had to earn everything I've gone mm-hmm. after. Like I, I've had to do that along the way. So it's just been a very different experience. But for mm-hmm. me it's very fulfilling because I can step back and say, wow, I did that.
0: And I might not yes. have done
1: everything right and I probably made a whole lot of unnecessary mistakes. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, this is my journey and I have to learn to appreciate and trust the process.
0: I love that because having come out of corporate and then gone into entrepreneurship, it is not easy. And I tell people all the time, that sounds real good. I want to work for myself. I want to do my own business. I want to, but if you are not in a position, not just financially, but if you are not in a position mentally and emotionally to say, I'm going to go for it, and if it works, great, I'm betting on me, and if it doesn't, I can always do something else, but I got to go for it, you're not ready, you're not ready, (laughs) because it is going to, all that head trash that's up in there, it's plenty of space for that to come out and meet you where you are when you're doing entrepreneurship. Yep,
1: and it's going to be amplified be even louder.
0: (laughs) Yes, exactly. Exactly. Well, and what I like what you say too, is this whole idea of risk-taking, right? Because people, I did a lot of work in risk management and people automatically think the whole idea is to eliminate risk. And number one, you can't eliminate all risk, but it's an idea of managing the risk and taking calculated risks. So maybe talk to us a little bit about as you began to build this business, one, a big risk of just saying, I'm not going to go get a job. I'm just not going to, I'm just going to do my own thing, but then picking up and moving somewhere, right? Just packing your stuff and going, talk a little bit about your mindset around taking risks and managing through risks.
1: Well, particularly with the moving that really Mm -hmm. stemmed from my mom. So we moved around a lot when I was growing Mm -hmm. up. We lived in Arizona. We lived here in Houston for a little while. We were back and forth to Missouri. So I was Mm -hmm. used to having to adapt and adjust to these Mm -hmm. new environments very often. I was always at a new school, meeting new friends, Mm -hmm. adjusting. And so that part of me, I just, it was just something that I saw my mom do. And so I wasn't Mm -hmm. necessarily afraid to move. And um, I just looked at it as a new opportunity. So all throughout um, undergrad and grad, I had an internship in a different city and state every mm-hmm. year because I just was so curious to see other parts of the world or other parts of the country I'll say. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so I, I just kind of looked at it as this is just something you do. So it wasn't mm-hmm. really a big risk to me. And then with Houston in particular, I did live here previously with my family. I started high school mm-hmm. here. And so there was some sense of familiarity. And then I also had interned here while in grad school working Mm -hmm. for a black uh, weekly newspaper. Mm -hmm. And so I was able to make some contacts while I was here that summer immediately prior to coming here. So even though I hadn't really lived here as an adult on my own, because even through the internship, I was staying with a good friend of mine and her Mm -hmm. mom. So I I, I didn't know if it would work out, but I just knew that I was okay with seeing what happened. Mm -hmm. And I think just being, um, a risk taker was just something that I saw my mom do. I saw Mm -hmm. her, um, Go with you know, be a very free spirit and go with what life had to offer. <laughs> I saw the same in my dad with his starting different businesses because he he mm-hmm. was always doing something and just being creative and and taking these risks to start these businesses. And so, mm-hmm. for me, I think the being naive played a major role. I just didn't know. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I just literally didn't know. And so that played a major part, but also just seeing my parents and just seeing the risk that they were able to take and mm-hmm. just believing in myself i think that was a major yeah. part of it too just knowing that i if i did not make this happen i would make something happen and i was that was my mindset coming here and you mentioned mindset yeah. that's a very big part of entrepreneurship because you do mm-hmm. have to it's, it's an emotional roller coaster so you do yes. have to constantly reassure yourself And let yourself know that okay every day is not going to be sunshine and roses but that doesn't mean that you're not going to make it and you just got to keep working and figure it out until you do
0: i love that there's just oh god there's just so much you just said there so (laughs) i'm like where do i want to start um i mean and there are there are a couple things so one you know, when you talk about really betting on yourself, right? I think it's Lisa Nichols that's like, look, you don't bet on the horse, you bet on the jockey. And she said, if I'm going to bet on anybody, I'm going to bet on me. And that's what I kind of hear in your story is like, you know what? I knew that if this didn't work, I'd make something work, but I was at least going to take the risk because I believed in me. I also didn't know any better, but I believed in me. (laughs) So I was going to make it work. And I think that sometimes we we think everything has to already be set and done and we know every single step, as opposed to just knowing here's where we wanna go and then I'll figure it out how to get there or I'll pivot if I have to, right? Just knowing at least where, then we can figure out how. We just gotta know where, gotta know where you're going before you know how you can figure out how to get there, right? So the other thing you talked about, and I tell the, I tell this to my nieces all the time, you were willing, and part of it, I think you said, because you grew up that way, kind of moving around, you were willing to go and had a curiosity to go other places. So that whole idea of being curious, but also willing to get somewhere out of the familiar. Talk a little bit about how that helped you as you've been developing this business to not just stay in that same place, that same city, that same town, that same state. How has that really helped you move to, to being this you know business owner now?
1: Well, I think as a business owner, you do have to be nimble. Um, You do have to be willing to pivot and adjust when things happen because nothing is guaranteed. And so that those skill sets that I learned with moving around have definitely helped me in my business because having to always adjust to new environments, you're always constantly at these networking events. You're having to meet new people. You're having to adjust to these different spaces and figure out. If you're going after a particular demographic, like I went after corporates, even though I had mm-hmm. never had a corporate job and nobody in my right. family had a corporate job. Everybody mm-hmm. had, you know, just regular jobs. There wasn't yeah. anyone that I, I hadn't been in that space. And so I literally had to learn this new environment. And I wasn't mm-hmm. I'm, I'm naturally an introvert. So even the idea of going to a networking event and talking to all these different people, that was something that I had to learn. Mm
0: -hmm. And and
1: I told myself that if I wanted to be successful, this was a skill that I was going to have to master. And so being able to do that with moving around and always having to go to these new schools and meet these new people and adjust Mm -hmm. in these new environments is what helped me do that within my business. And so there, I mean, nice. there's so many things you could pick out of that um, that have applied now as I've been able to, to grow my business. Um, but yeah, I think that, that those were the biggest things that I would pull from there, those, those mm-hmm. lessons.
0: Well, and it's so interesting because you know, people would look at you, you're doing this media company. They're like, she's got to be an extrovert. Right. And I've seen you like at the event we went to, she's got to be an extrovert. She's talking to everybody and people that say the same thing to me. Oh my gosh, you're out there. And you're so personal. I'm like, I like to be by myself. <laughs> I like small groups, people I've known for a long time. And yes, I am comfortable because I've learned to be a professional extrovert. Right? You do it because you have to. You have to be able to speak in front of big groups. If you're, you know, I was a senior executive, so you had to be able to stand in front of the entire employee population and be okay with that and be confident. But it is not where I love to be. (laughs) Same. It is a necessary evil, right? (laughs) Absolutely. Well, and what I love about what you said too is that I had to learn it. I had to learn it. And we often, as I talk to people, whether it's in their career and they're looking to change or whether they're thinking about leaving entrepreneurship to go into a corporate setting or vice versa, or leave corporate and go to nonprofit. It's this idea of being a lifelong learner and being willing to one, ask for help and then two, listen and learn. So maybe give us a little bit more too when you talk about learning how to do that what drives you to continuously learn so that you are continually building your business?
1: Learning is so, so education in general was just a major part of who I am. I think mm-hmm. the world is more complex when seen through the eyes of an education and not yes. just education in the traditional setting, but the yes. you know, world education. And mm-hmm. so that curiosity, I, I, I feel it's innate because I, yeah. I don't know where exactly it came from Um, but I just think that having that, that curiosity is what's driven me because I just love challenging myself. I love learning. I love figuring out new things. I love experiencing new Mm -hmm. environments. And so I definitely, again, think that that comes from always moving and being in these Mm -hmm. new spaces, but, but yeah, I just. I don't know. I'm so different from my family. Like I said, they were very supportive. I love them. I'm so close to my my family. I love them, but I'm very different. Um, and so, I, I don't know exactly where where that curiosity came from, but um, I know that it's what's helped me. I feel like as a leader, as a business owner, you have to constantly be um, yes. on this quest to be the best version of yourself. And you're never going to get there by thinking you know it all. And I think because yeah. I just felt like I didn't know anything. I literally was figuring out everything. Yes, I was latching on to every opportunity. So an internship called, I don't mm-hmm. care. I, I, went, I had an internship in Atlantic City, New Jersey, clear across the country, didn't know yes. anybody. Else, nothing about that. But mm-hmm. I was like, yes, I'm going because yes. it was an opportunity and I just wanted to... I wanted to take advantage of those opportunities and I just wanted to learn and grow more. Mm-hmm. So I again, I don't know where it comes from, but I just know that it is a it is inevitable in business. Yeah. Like it's just a, yes. a a part of it. You just have to be curious.
0: Yeah, see, and I love this. And this is why you guys who've been listening to me for a while know this is what I love about Tiffany because I actually did have done a few podcasts around curiosity and that curious mindset. And I talked to back office people all the time right hr people finance people um because i'd go out and i'd be at a plant and i'm starting to ask questions about the business right and 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 detailed questions about the business and i'd have people who work for me say how do you know how did you know to ask that question why did you ask that question about how the plant ran and how the vendor worked and how that and i said well number one i wanted to know I'm I'm just, I'm really curious. And two, the more I understand about the business, the more I can partner with the person who's going to need me to help them find a solution. And so the same thing in entrepreneurship, it's the more I am curious about the people I'm trying to serve, the better I'm able to serve them because I understand and I can learn and I know where my gaps are. And I get bored if I'm not learning. I need to learn something
1: all the time. You know? Absolutely, that's the perfect way to put it. I mean, how you it, it, to be an entrepreneur, you have to be a problem solver, and in order yes. to solve problems, you have to think critically about things, and you have to look at all of the different outcomes yes. and all the risks and everything associated with it. And I mean, yes. it's I mean it's overthinking, which is not always yes. the greatest thing to do, but in a sense, you do have to have that that skill to be able to look at something with a critical eye and find yes. that solution. And you and and especially today. With the way mm-hmm. that technology moves, like you've got to constantly be on it because the thing that you've built your business around mm-hmm. could be gone tomorrow, and it's that and it Absolutely. and it moves that quickly now. So it's Absolutely. it's really important to constantly be learning and staying on the cutting edge of different of yeah. different technology and different things in your industry because who knows what's going to happen.
0: And it's so hard because I I just had this conversation about. Um, I'm, you know, doing LinkedIn and I'm doing Facebook and I'm doing all this stuff and I'm on Clubhouse and like, oh my God, one more, you know, and then I've got to back into my business and something wasn't working. I'm like, I just need to go out and fix it. And I purposefully, on purpose, I deliberately said, Laurel, stay out of Infusionsoft. Do not get dragged into that because you'll go down that rabbit hole and you'll want to know all the detail and how it all works and all that. Just you're paying people to help you do that. Just, just let it go. And I'll be danged if something didn't break. And I'm like, Oh, I want to know, but I had to stop myself. Right. Because I'm like, I just need to know how to do this one thing. So just do me a video, how to do this one thing. And as I did it, I'm like, but, but let me see how this works. Let me see how this works. Let me see how this works. I'm like, Laurel, that's not your zone of genius, right? (laughs) You just, you just need to know it's going to work. You don't need to know the details, but that ability to be adaptable and know know enough to be dangerous sometimes at least gives you a comfort to be flexible and pivot and malleable, right? And adaptable that you're not fearful of all the change. You're able to recognize it and then make a conscious decision Am I really gonna spend a lot of effort on Clubhouse or am I gonna really be in other, you know, multimedia? Am I gonna do um, Clubhouse and a radio show? Am I just gonna do Zoom? Am I gonna do Teams? What am I gonna do that's gonna move my business forward and where I can serve people, but not try to be all things to everybody? Cause that's a way to to fail as well. Cause you can't be.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. You can't be. Yeah, you definitely, you have to know who you're talking to, who, like you said, who you're serving and mm-hmm. where they are. And that's yes. that's it. I mean, it's okay to have a presence on these, some of these other platforms, but I'm mm-hmm. like you, I don't have the capacity or the interest really <laughs> in being in all these different, on uh, these different apps and different yes. things. And I mean, in my industry, I do have to be knowledgeable about a yes. lot of them that do roll out, but personally, I'm not a big social media person. Again, going right. back to that introvert, I'm very private. I don't like putting everything out there. And so that's another thing that I had to learn is really just mm-hmm. being able to put myself out there and, yes. and build a community um, so that I could gain that trust. Um, but right. I had to do it in a space where the people that I wanted to serve were frequenting because it's trying to be, like you said, all these different places and all these different platforms one you're not going to be effective because right. they change so rapidly so mm-hmm. if, how can you stay on top of something and be an be seen as an expert if you don't even know how to work yes. the platform you're on what? and so trying to, trying to work 10 different platforms is just a waste yes. of energy i feel like find yes. your one or two maybe three and yes. just dominate
0: exactly i agree and we again you know kindred spirits i'm like i am under i tell people all the time i am on social media under duress that's the only reason i'm out there i didn't have a picture on my linkedin until i started business i was only on facebook because it's my salsa group was on there and that's where we had all the the videos (laughs) of our routines that's it and then all of a sudden you know i decided to start a business in the middle you know of all of this madness where you have to have some kind of social media presence. And it was about, let me pick the ones that make sense to me. Let me pick the ones where my people probably are. Let me pick the ones that at least don't give me so much agita that I'm just not gonna do them. And the reality is when you do show up and you show up authentically, people are so happy to see you and they want you and they want to connect with you and they want to you know become a part of your village when you show up so it's this it's this push and pull right god I don't want to do that but I know I need to do that oh I don't want to do that oh but that was so cool that I was actually able to help somebody oh man I got to do it again but you know <laughs> it's that it's constant battle an entrepreneur. that's a part of it you got yes. you got to do
1: the things that you don't always want to do so that your company can be successful and that, that just is what it is. Either you have to do it or you got to hire somebody else to do it.
0: Those are your Exactly. Options. Exactly. It's always going to be something. It's always going to be something. Well, Tiffany, as we, as we begin to kind of wrap up, what would you say has been your most significant learning along your journey?
1: Ooh, that's a big one. Um, <laughs> I guess for me, it would really be trusting the process that's something that I also had to learn.
0: Mm -hmm. Um,
1: I was a very ambitious um, youth wanting so much with these big dreams. And I just, I just knew that there was something bigger um, positioned for me, but I felt like I had to get it right then. Like I wanted to write my first book at 19 and I, you know, and then when that didn't happen, it was 21. And then when I got into journalism and all that, it was like, well, I've got to you know, be a millionaire by this age. And I've got, and it just, you know, and it was like, you know what, Tiffany, just trust the process, understand that you are exactly where you're supposed to be at this exact moment in time and just be okay with that. It's okay to still have goals and still write out what you want to achieve and, and, you know, take inventory of what you have accomplished and then, you know, make those adjustments as your life changes, as you grow, as you evolve. But you have to just be present and understand that what is for you is for you. And you can, you know, let the spirit guide you in the right direction. But at the end of the day, you're going to have to go through certain things. One of my favorite books, and I reread it almost every year, is The Alchemist.
0: Ah, yes.
1: It's that trusting the journey. You know, you have to go through so many difficulties, so many challenges, so many great experiences before you Mm -hmm. get to that treasure. And a lot of us don't want, especially, I'm a millennial. A lot lot of people think I'm much, much older (laughs) because I have an old soul. But a lot of millennials and those after my generation, we're the, you know, the microwave generation. We want everything to happen instantly. We want to be TikTok famous instantly. And we want to, you know, be an entrepreneur and make millions of dollars instantly. And we don't want to go through the process, but it's the process Mm -hmm. where you learn the most, where you learn not only about, whatever it is you're trying to accomplish, but you learn about yourself. And I think that's yes. the most important thing. So oh,
0: that's fantastic.
1: That's my biggest learning, uh, most significant learning throughout this process is just trusting the process and yeah. then finding myself within that.
0: Oh, I love that. I love that, that trusting the journey and, and through that learning is where you You know, that journey is where you learn the most. That's, that's, that's gold. I hope y'all are listening. That is absolute gold because we do, we're, we are, yes, there's some differences generationally, but we are a, I think a country and a society of instant gratification, right? We want it today. We want it immediately. And it doesn't happen that way. And especially in social media, buy my thing and you'll have 10 million followers in two days, you know, come on, really?
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: You know, and even if even if that's true, do you need 10 million and those 2 million actually going to buy something? And I mean, you know, come on now, you know, really think about (laughs) what you're buying. Right. So it's, it's important to really be honest, to be honest with yourself, you know, and with others, especially when you're serving. So in taking that, you know, that biggest significant learning that you've had, then what would be the one or two pieces of advice that you would give someone else who may be thinking about going on this entrepreneurial journey?
1: My, my biggest piece of advice is definitely know yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and like you said, be honest with yourself in that process. Mm-hmm. When I used to teach um, at Prairie View, I used to have my students go through this, who am I worksheet mm-hmm. process, and it would have them really assess who they were so yeah. what are your hobbies? What are your interests? What are you skilled at? Cause sometimes what mm-hmm. you're skilled at isn't necessarily what you enjoy and vice right. versa, but looking at those things and then seeing how they align, well, what is it that I really enjoy doing? And I'm skilled at, maybe that's something I can explore. So I would say mm-hmm. really sit down with yourself and listen to what you really want. Even with my video company, i first started and figured I had to work with every client that came along because Mm -hmm. I didn't have any clients. So I needed to, you know, build my portfolio. I needed to figure things out. And I realized very early on that I needed to work with corporations because that was the type of personality I had. I like Mm -hmm. expectations laid out up front. I like contracts signed. I like, you know, that whole structured process. Yes. I can't deal with brides and their moms. I just that's just not my personality. <laughs> right. Right. So you know, wedding videography and photography is very lucrative, but it just was mm-hmm. not for me. And I think as an entrepreneur, you have to really be honest with yourself about what you want mm-hmm. and what's feasible, what's what's enjoyable, because that's another thing too, right? You have to enjoy it. You don't go into entrepreneurship mm-hmm. to just be a slave to your company or your clients. Like you really want to be free to do what you want now in the early years you're going to have to spend time building and you're going to have to figure things out and you're going to have to do a lot of things you don't want to do but you don't want that to always be the thing so really being honest with yourself and then another uh, another thing so well on this on that same uh point is uh michael e gerber's book the e-myth revisited is one of my favorite business books. So that's the second mm-hmm. thing I would recommend, but it's still okay. tied to that first point because within that he talks about the three different type of people and you mm-hmm. having to identify which of those three you are because even if you are skilled at all three doesn't mean you can effectively do all three. Yes. And so you yes. got the technician, right, who's the person that's the photographer or the baker mm-hmm. or the coach. And then you've got the entrepreneur who is the visionary, the one that's mm-hmm. thinking critically about how we can build this thing. And then you got right. the manager who's managing the people.
0: Again, right. you might know how
1: to do all of those things, but you can't do all three of them and, and right. think you're gonna be successful or scale a business. Right. So those are my, I guess my two biggest things yeah. are knowing yourself, yeah. reading the e-myth and figuring yeah. out who you are within that. Yes. Um, and, and just continuing, the, so number three, continuing to be curious. Uh, yes. those,
0: are, those are my three biggest things. I, I love it. it's It's just gold, complete gold. And, and I just thank you so much for spending your time and sharing you know, your, your vision with us because I think people sometimes get locked in and forget that they have choices right? And so you have a choice. And that choice is, you know, I really want to be a CEO in a Fortune 500. I say, if that's your thing, do it, go for it. Still be curious, get the people around who can help you. It may be that, you know what? I've always wanted to own my own business. I don't want to work for anyone else. I've always wanted to do that. Do that. You have a choice. And don't get caught up in the fact that other people may not get it. Because again, Lisa Nichols, you know, don't be upset when somebody else didn't give get your vision because God didn't give it to them. He gave it to you. So just dig in, dig in, find that support, know where you're going, be willing to fail. Right, just fail forward. As long as you're failing forward, you know, it's still forward. And and surround yourself with people that can help you remain curious and strong and effective. Tiffany, thank you. That supports
1: me for their teeth.
0: Yes, yes. Thank you, thank you, thank you for your time. I know you are busy. You got a lot going on (laughs) with these two hats you're wearing. And I so appreciate the time. Um, I'm gonna make sure that people have all of your information so they can connect with you. Everyone, I highly recommend you're in the Houston area or you're coming to the Houston area and you're looking for a place to do a production day or you've got a company that is growing and building and you're trying to get your message out there. Look up Tiffany and her team at Twice Media Productions. You will not be disappointed. They know how to make you comfortable. They know how to get you in a place where you are ready to get your message out there. So I'm just telling you. I'm just telling you, you need to go check them out. Um, is there anything you want people to know or that's coming up for you guys in TWICE Media that we can share with folks?
1: Well, the biggest thing I would say is to join our free Facebook community, the DIY Great. Video Toolkit group on Facebook. Okay. And in that group, I mentioned earlier, we give weekly yeah. tips on how to shoot your own videos, make them look mm-hmm. more professional so you can get your message out. And you don't always have to wait or rely on a full service video production company to do it for you. Um, And so I would just encourage you all to join that community. I'm in there all the time, helping people, answering questions, critiquing videos, and really just wanting to see people win. And so I would love to have you a part of the DIY Video Toolkit
0: community. Love it. Love it. We will make sure to put that also in the show notes. So thank you again, Tiffany. I really appreciate your being here. Thank all of you for watching and for listening. If you're on the audio of the podcast, I truly appreciate your spending your time with the Rutledge Perspective and we will catch you on the next episode. Take care. Bye.
1: Thanks. Bye.
0: You have been listening to the Rutledge Perspective podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. If we've given you a new perspective or helped you clarify your own, please leave us a review, send us your comments, give us a five-star rating. We take that information seriously and it helps us to decide what our next episodes will be. Now you can find more information about this and other episodes of the show on laurelrutlers.com. And you can subscribe to the show wherever you get your favorite podcasts. You can also follow me on social media. And if there's someone that you think would enjoy or benefit from the Rutlers Perspective Podcast, please pass it along.